Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. This episode is brought to you by Major Spoilers VIP members. VIP stands for very important people. And their small monthly contributions ensure that this podcast remains free for all of you. If you would like to become a bronze, silver, or gold VIP member, go to members.majorspoilers.com for more information. I sure do thank you for your support. Now, here's your show. In the text I just sent you. Yeah, a little instant message there. This week on Dueling Reviews, it's Rocket Raccoon and Groot Number 1, written by Scotty Young, art by Scotty Young, published by Marvel Comics. There's a new criminal mastermind in the galaxy, and it's Rocket Raccoon. How did this happen? Seriously, how did this happen, you guys? Groot knows, but he's not talking. Well, he's talking, but all he's saying is, oh, oh no. Diabolical danger, madcap mystery, and astonishing adventure abound as Scotty Young and Felipe Andre return to tell tall tale tales of Rocket Raccoon, now with the adorable... Arboreal Groot along for the ride. If you love adventure, animals, outer space, and just about anything in between, this book is for you. Welcome to Dueling Reviews. I'm Steven Schleicher. Over there is Matthew Peterson. And this week, we're taking a look at Rocket Raccoon and Groot number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, some of you who well, may be uh, tuning in, uh, I don't know, now, <laughs> yeah, may remember that we said uh, we were going to look at Spook number one, but uh, apparently Red 5 Comics did not release it. Or at least did not put it up on Comixology. You can't find it nowhere. Nope. So we decided to uh, make a quick uh, turn to the left in Albuquerque and pick up Rocket <laughs> Sometimes Raccoon. Sometimes you just got a bunt or punt. I'm not good with sports metaphors. You're not just good with sports anything. Hey, hey. So uh, Rocket Raccoon and Groot are dead. Oh, spoilers. Yep. yep, totally dead. Which is to say that uh, they're presumed dead because, you know, Secret Wars eight months later. I will say this yes. about Secret Wars eight months later. Uh huh. You know how this has been about, I think we're in like four or five weeks now of books coming out that are post-Secret Wars? Uh huh. And you know how there's an eight-month gap? Yeah. It's not the same gap in every book because this book implies something happened that we did not see in a previous appearance of the Guardians of the Galaxy where Groot and Rocket were both part of the group. So I'm going to presume that that may have happened after that or before or between, I don't know. Or it may just be that, you know, that new expectation like we have in DCU that continuity only matters when continuity matters. And right now, just enjoy the ride. uh, Well, but I don't, I mean, do we know what's happened eight months later? I mean, in the Guardians of the Galaxy book, Rocket and Groot are not in there. Rocket and Groot were in an appearance of the Guardians of the Galaxy, but I can't remember where I saw it. Mm. Well, so maybe they died in one of these upcoming adventures, if they died. It could be. Maybe we'll, well see that. Of course, there's only one Guardian of the Galaxy in this issue who's actually a member of the Guardian of the Galaxy from the Guardians of the Galaxy the movie. Tribal that Tattoo Guy? It's Drax the Destroyer. Man. Oh, okay. Tribal Tattoo Guy is what I thought his name was. Yes. And then you got Rocky Pants and... Um, 
the thing. Uh, Kitty, Kitty Star-Lord. Kitty Star-Lord, and of course, Flash Thompson as Venom. Oh, yeah, I forgot Venom was in here. Tongue Guy. Flash Venom, yes. Uh, I really do like Scotty Young's uh, writing in this story. It is one of these that this story is is got a hook to it because as soon as the coffin is ejected, we are taken presumably to an alternate dimension or alternate universe. Where something happens. Where we are introduced to Pocket and uh, Shrub. Pockets and Shrub, who are mightily familiar. Pockets being a uh, mm-hmm. talking, surly kind of rodent guy. Mm-hmm. And Shrub being his... Uh, shrub. His flora counterpart, who says only me, one thing. Me am Shrub. Me are Shrub. Me are Shrub. And uh, these two are in the process of delivering a package to the Lord High uh, Stinky Pants of the Galaxy. <laughs> the the Crime Lord Supremus guy, who's who's basically kind of like Emperor Palpatine. Yes. Uh, what, is, what is this guy's name? Uh, Lord Raxoon. Which raccoon. looks hey looks uh, eerily familiar to one uh, rocket raccoon. Shh, that's that's that, that's the in secret. in the magic package that they are delivering. <laughs> happens to be a and, tall, gangly guy. Yes, with tattoos all over him or carvings all over him. Carvings, I guess. yes. He he stood too. Somebody long whittled teenagers. Somebody whittled around him. They all carved their name in him. Yeah. Uh, so there is a story here. I am. Groot. Yep, he is definitely Groot. And so now we have to figure out what is the story here? Why are we, number one, in an alternate dimension? Number Mm -hmm. two, are the real Rocket and Groot that we know really alive? Are they dead? They never found the bodies. Or maybe these two during Secret Wars got ejected into a different uh, universe and one of them decided to uh, become a a crime lord and the other one was uh, tossed aside. Somehow. I'm not entirely sure. There isn't a whole lot of explication going on in this issue this issue is really all about the character work and some interesting dialogue which is really funny in that you know most of the characters in the issue actually only say one thing repeatedly Uh, actually two characters well two out of eight yeah that's a full 25 percent yeah and of course there's one of them that doesn't say anything true oh and i guess he says one thing this one had a gun he seemed to like it the other one said one phrase over and over. That was annoying. <laughs> you have to kind of appreciate Drax. Drax uh, is interesting to play with. And I do like the dynamic. As much as I'm frustrated by the new layout of the Guardians of the Galaxy, I what, do the like makeup? The, you mean the makeup with uh, Venom with and Kitty, Thing and Kitty, Kitty Star-Lord? Kitty and Venom and the Thing, yeah. I, I'm a little bit... I don't know. But that's how things were going at the end of um, before Secret Wars even started. I mean, uh, Kitty Pride and um, Star Lord had already decided they to team Kitty. up, and she was already taking on Star Star Lord's powers. And uh, Venom was already what agent of Space Rangers or something. I forget what his <laughs> thing was. Space Venom. Oh yeah, agent Space Venom. Venom Space Knight is what it was. And I don't remember. You know, the Fantastic Four were already out in the galaxy exploring far, far away. Right. The so, Fantastic Four book ended. You got to put the thing somewhere. Yeah. Let's just leave him floating out in space. So, yeah, it's eventual that they were going to team up and become the new Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> That's how they talk eight months later. You know how many guys are in the Guardians of the Galaxy now? Oh, well, there's Everybody's three of them and one of them is a girl. And the other two are presumed but dead. There are dozens but of secretly Guardians ruling now. as a. There was Moondragon and Mantis and Gamora. I don't know where Gamora is. 
Secret there Wars. Was Iron Man. There was Captain America. We will find out in six more months. Captain Marvel, by the way. We will find out in else. six more months when this series finally ends. Star-Lord and the other Star-Lord and the other other Star-Lord. So, yes, there is not a whole lot here. Really, the whole plot of the issue is in the solicitation, which I think can be a strength of an issue because it is a relatively simple premise. It's introducing us to this this almost Star Wars kind of thing yeah, where we, we meet the people that we meet and we're like, oh, wait, Lord Raxoon has a funny helmet, but that, that looks like Rocket. Is it Rocket? Could it be the real Rocket? Did Rocket get lost? Oh, my God. Why does it part of it? I don't know. I, I like the story. I mean, Scotty Young is a, is very clever in his writing. He's able to come up with a lot of punny humor and a lot of funny things, you know, especially when Pockets and Shrub deliver the package. And uh, Rocket has them tortured and yes. almost sentenced to death. And, uh, and another then- another one of the Groots is like uh, calls the road into what does he call him? Uh, shut your rodent mouth as he uh, smacks uh, pockets in the face. And then uh, Lord Rocket is just like, hey, sentence that guy to death. We can't have that kind of talk around here. Yeah, we, we, we can't have that anti-rodent uh, talk. Yeah. Rodent hate speech. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, there's there's always lots of fun in here. And I think I said earlier that Scotty Young had done the art. I think uh, on one of the Marvel pages they had listed him as artist. But it's actually Felipe uh, I believe Andrade. he was – yeah, he was the artist on the last uh, – volume if you can call it a volume because it was like 10 issues and then reboot but yes um i want to say that he was the artist previously Mm -hmm. i kind of like andrade better oh really yeah their style is somewhat is a little bit similar Uh, i think uh, andrade is a little bit more angular and Mm -hmm. hard-edged where uh, scotty young is a little rounder that's kind of what i like about it is andrade has more of a almost a hard sci-fi edge Mm mm-hmm that even though, you know, it's a cute mousy with goggles um, throughout most of the issue, who's our point of view character, you get moments where you're like, okay, well, this guy is clearly sort of a Han Solo type. Yeah, I mean, come on. We're in the middle of a of a huge Star Wars oh, yeah. resurrection and anything set in space, and I mean anything set in space, space. is instantly going to be compared to Star Wars. Sure. Or, you know, the Partridge Family 2023, which is the other major uh, hey, space. Hey, come movie. along, sing it happy. We're doing Star Wars. <laughs> We're ripping off Star Wars. It happens, man. Yeah, it does. Uh, but this does not feel, I mean, honestly, this does not feel like a Star Wars ripoff to me. If Unless you're counting the no. fact that, you know, the mission is being given to them by a guy in a robe in a bar. And they're being chased I, by people. I mean, <laughs> eh, come on. I don't think it's a ripoff, but there are, there are definite homage moments. And I think that works. I mean, if you look at uh, Rocket's group of goons, it looks kind of like the Emperor's goons. And that's, that's intentional. And that really works. It gives us a shorthand to understand that something is going on. And Rocket seems to be this terrible, terrible dictator. And Groot looks like he you know, spent an afternoon at uh, Frontier Park in Hayes, Kansas. My place Somebody has been closed for like forever, man. Dude, I moved away 20 years ago. What do I Yeah, know? it was closed when you moved away. It was not. Yeah, it was actually. Hurtful. Yeah, no, it was. That's how much you know. <laughs> um, so what What? What else? I mean, the art is good. The story, good. A lot of questions. Nice hook to come back I for the f- next issue. I feel like the hook is there. It feels a little slight. 
I mean, as a first issue, especially a first issue coming out of Secret Wars, all of them seem to have that hook of, oh, wow, mysterious, weird things have happened. That Everything one year is different. Hook, yeah. yeah. That five-year gap Legion hook, whatever it is. And that's, you know, that's fine. That's what they're doing. And that's something that I think as a gimmick has a lot of open potential. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it does not feel like this issue gives me a lot to come in with, say, if I were somebody who was just walking out and going, you know, I think I'm going to buy this new Rocket Raccoon issue. Well, here's the, here's the nice thing about it. Mm. If you've seen Guardians of the Galaxy movie, which more people have seen that movie than have read the comic books. True. Uh, someone who's just a casual reader could pick this up off the shelves and go, why a Star-Lord got a ponytail and what's with the rock guy and where's Gamora? Um the minute they get past those three pages, then it's like, Hey, this is all new, all different. Let me keep reading this and see what's going on. So I think this is very first time reader friendly. Uh, I think that this is something that people could easily pick up, whether they're familiar with guardians of the galaxy or not, and have a lot of fun with it. There's a lot of tongue and cheek stuff, which, you know, I, I like the humor, especially when people can poke fun at themselves, which is obvious, which is something that Scotty young excels at. Yes, but I'm not sure people who are uh, hardcore, you know, this is the way Wolverine talks and this is the only way he should talk, bub. Um, those Nobody people may have a bit of, of a problem whenever mocking a, a property comes up. And I'm not saying they're mocking a property, but they are playing yeah. fast and furious with it. And that may cause some people to go, well, I don't like this because this is different. They're making fun of no, different is always terrible, but. And the the thing about it is we're in a, a phase of all new, all different Marvel where everything is wacky and weird and new and different. And if they can pull it off, it could be the equivalent of what happened in the original Silver Age, you know, 63 to 66, just immense amounts of change in the Marvel universe. And then it kind of stagnated. I, I'm really kind of excited to have change and weirdness and strange mysteries to try and figure out. Mm-hmm. Whether I'm on board with how we get there and whether Secret Wars is ever actually going to end, I don't think it is, to be honest. I think you don't think Secret Wars is going to end? No, I think they're just going to keep adding issues and Secret Wars <laughs> is going to go on forever. It might. I mean, there's a million stories to tell in a eight-month period. A million stories in the Naked City. Well, especially when you've got, what is it, uh, 10,000 characters in the Marvel Universe. All of them have a story and uh, 10, I cannot wait until we get... Uh, like 50% of them are almost good. I cannot wait until we get what was the um, Daily Bugles coverage of Civil War? What was that series called? Uh, Frontline. Frontline. Yeah, I can't wait till we get Frontline Civil. No, it'll be like Frontline Secret Wars. Don't even joke about that. Frontline was awful. And and, Frontline uh, was a terrible series. You're going to have what's her face confronting. uh, uh, (laughs) Trying to figure out why Rocket Raccoon doesn't understand MySpace. No, she's going to confront Galactus. Do you even know what a facey space is? Do you even have a Twitter account? Can you even talk in 140 characters or less? Then how can you you consider yourself relevant in this day and age, Mr. Galactus? Do you know what animal style means at the In-N-Out Burger, Mr. (laughs) Galactus? No, you don't. You're clearly not really a guy. You're just a thing. (laughs) Which is actually true, but neither here nor there. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to go talk to Doom, who apparently has started this whole thing. (laughs) And then Sally then you, Floyd walks up to Dr. Doom. Do you even know what a MySpace is? <laughs> <laughs> and then, then we have, you know, then you've got a little, um, they'll, they'll have a, a prequel 
a secret wars called the uh prequel prequel wars. Pre- wars yes prequel wars yes yes <laughs> and that and those will all be it'll be secret war it'll be secret wars 1.1 through 1. infinity right because it will never end as well infinity point 1 there you but. go <laughs> yeah that's what's coming in 2016 and uh, beyond from Marvel Comics. We all knew all different, but this time we totally mean it, Marvel. <laughs> I'm making fun. It's just we all are. in jest. All in jest. We, and for all of the, the, the mockery, this is a solid issue. Everybody loves Telos. Yes. I, yeah. <laughs> that would be a good sitcom. <laughs> Telos at home and his, his parents and his stupid weirder brother. Yeah, he's fine, mom and dad. I don't love you anymore. I'm going to go over to this parallel universe. Clack. Oh, you guys hate, everybody hates me here too. I'm going to this other universe. Clack. Every universe hates Telos. <laughs> And that's how this all works. Yeah. And, and that's the, that's the name of the show. Everybody loves Telos. Everybody loves Telos. Okay. That's how the show. And that's why they call it Alice's restaurant. I enjoyed the heck out of rocket raccoon and Groot. Number one for Marvel comics. Pick it up. It's uh, it's fun. It really is a lot of fun. I uh, recommend it. I think you should pick it up, Matthew, if you haven't already. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, have you? Okay, great. Because that would well, be really awkward. Because that would be really awkward. Um, yes. Yeah, so it's, it's been my recommendation is thumbs up. I would agree with more of a caveat to as as a first issue. It's good as an individual chapter. I feel like it may leave you wanting a lot more. In both good ways and bad ways. So definitely be aware that there's a lot of interplay and a lot of character and a lot of mystery. And you're going to have to deal with that because that's not, you know, yeah. that's that's something that's not going away for a while. So. Is this a six issue? I want to say this is an ongoing, but mm. anything in the Marvel Universe technically could be a six issue. I mean, I'm, next time we reboot. I mean, the nice thing about Scotty Young is it's and this is, again, not a super dig, but um, jokes get old after a while. And I'm afraid if this is a, I mean, unless this is a really incredible series after six issues, I think six issues would probably be enough for this. Well, and there's, they just got out or recently got out of another volume of rocket and groups. So there's a lot of room for expansion. There's a lot of room for interesting stuff. And yeah. So, you know, you got that going for you, which is nice. You definitely have that going for you. Mm-hmm. With this book, Howard the Duck in play, there yeah. are a lot of there are a lot of comics out right now from Marvel specifically that have a more humorous bent. I would say Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur is kind of the same thing. I would say Totally Awesome Hulk has a a fun kind of weird, vibrant. Hey, let's. Oh, have I'm some not fun saying fun. make everything dark and gritty or anything like that. I'm just saying that um, I think. Some stories with humorous characters can only go so far. Look at Laurel and Hardy, right? I mean, their careers pretty much ended back in the 1930s. I, I'm I'm not going to have a discussion <laughs> with you about people who the died in the 1930s <laughs> of of Laurel and Hardy. No, they lasted in. They lived into the 50s. Did they? Their yeah, uh, movies. Their movies. <laughs> You know what? This, this <laughs> no, we're not going to do this because uh, then see, I can open the door that, and just it just spins out into you that in whole enough. discussion of the Three Stooges. It spins out into the Hal Roach. Oh, they were studios. active until 1956. 
Yes, they were. But, you know, again. Oh, don't uh, get me started on Hal Roach, man. That guy. Bear in mind, uh, you know, you you realize that Mo was planning a comeback in 1975. Oh, yeah, yeah. When Larry had his stroke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it totally was And then Mo himself passed away like 10 minutes later. I want to say, man, I want to say that I was listening to an interview with someone who actually was. Uh, went to a live show and this would have been like in the 1960s uh, before the three stooges really kind of started their comeback comeback. Mm-hmm. And um, he saw the three stooges on stage, these old guys. He said, it was these three old guys just come hobbling out on canes and everything. And oh. that, and that they were doing all their shtick, but it was like sound. They could hear the sound effects. Like you hit somebody and there's somebody off to the side was hitting the little conk sa- uh, sound and everything. He said it was really fascinating, but I just can't imagine the three stooges coming back in uh, at that age. Cause even if you look at the, what was the movie that they were in where, uh, the mad, they, mad, mad, mad world. Well, that one, but there was a movie where they were doing TV and animation something, or maybe it was one of their shorts where they had to put on this special makeup and then they um, got turned into cartoon characters. And when you watch that one, I'm, I'm just going off of brief yeah. glimpses of what I remember. When you watch that, you're like, holy crap, these guys are super old. Yeah. There's actually pictures of uh, Moe's last lineup mm-hmm. that never really went anywhere with uh curly joe and uh emil sitka as the third after larry passed away and it's mm-hmm. just weird and fascinating to look at that and think what if and then you think maybe not so much because then you go back and you have to remember what happened when shemp died Eesh, that was depressing yeah well everything has a shelf life even this show even this episode, ladies and gentlemen, which is why we probably ought to get on to our upcoming up. releases for next week. From Dark Horse Comics, we have Abe Sapien, number 30. Uh, we have Abe Alabaster, Sapien. The Good and the Bad, and The Bird, number two. Leaving Megalopolis, <laughs> Surviving Megalopolis, number one. Rebels, Ooh. number 10, and a whole lot more. DC Comics has Batman 66 meets The Man from Uncle, number two. Did you read the first one on that? I didn't. Oh, you better get on that, Matthew. It's over there oh. at Comixology.com. It'll come around. Are they doing that one uh, digital release first? Yes, I believe so. Go check it out. Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number two, Catwoman number 48, Gotham Academy number 14, Lucifer number one. This is a special edition $1, so that's a reprint. Uh, Mm -hmm. They've been doing a couple of those. I think this week they had the um, Final Frontier was the $1 release. New Suicide Squad number 16, Robin War number two, and Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? number 65. Scooby Dooby. Isn't it nice to have numbers that get really I know, high. really up there, get there. I, I was, was reading I was thinking Savage about the- Dragon this week. Savage Dragon number 210, and I'm like, my God, it's three digits. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Freaky. Uh, IDW Publishing has Back to the Future number four. Dirk Gently's trade paperback uh, comes out next week. Donald Duck number nine. What is this? Gutter Magic number one. I have no idea what Gutter Magic number one is about. It oh, sounds, I do. what is it about? It's about this magician, right? Yeah. And he lives in the gutter. And there he is. He's like, ooh, how do I get these leaves out of my gutter? And then, pring, gutter magic. Magic to keep your gutters clean. Order now, 800 flobbity boobity blue Or it could be a four-issue miniseries about Cinder Burns has been trying to lie, cheat, and steal his way into wizardry his entire life, and he's finally got the key to unlocking the power of magic. But first, he needs to stay one step ahead of the sorceress crime lord, that wants him dead. 
<laughs> Jabba it's, the Hufflepuff. It's, a, it's an action-packed <laughs> urban fantasy tale. An action-packed urban fantasy Jabba tale set the in the modern New York City where World War II was fought with magic. Get it? See, like, Jabba. <laughs> oh, my blood sugar's funny. <clears throat> Luna the Vampire, number one. Max Maximize, number 27. Uh, let's see. What else do they have here? Star Trek Ongoing, number 53. Those Holy are some from IDW carp. Publishing. Has that been around that long? That has been around since the first Star Wars movie. Or, sorry, Star Trek movie. Uh, maybe just before the Star Trek movie. 2009. Wow. Yeah, because I think they had a lead up to it. They had the prequel series, and then they had the after Star Trek and then forward. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Image Comics has Birthright, number 13. Citizen Jack, number three. Codename... Babushka Conclave of Death number four. That's a title and a half. Yes, it is. Uh, Faster Than Light number five. Huck number three. Lady Pendragon trade paperback. Limbo number three and a bunch more. Oh, you know what comes out next week from Image Comics people might want to check out. What's that? Walking Dead number 150. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Marvel Comics has Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. number one. All new All Different Avengers number three. All new Hawkeye number three. Captain America, Sam Wilson, number five. Figment two, number five. They've got something called Mumamura, uh, Submariner hardcover, volume eight. Old Man Logan, number one. There you go, Matthew. Old Man Logan. We should go see what happens to the old Wolverine when he gets old. No. I bet it's awesome. Yeah, no. I bet the I bet all of his friends are there. I bet the Hulk is there. I bet the Spider-Man is there. I bet Spider-Buggy is there. Oh, it'll be wonderful. No. Uh, True Believer, Detective Deadpool number one. Those are, that's a $1 issue. Spider buggy? Yeah, don't you remember in uh, Old Man Logan when uh, he had to drive across the desert, they were in the spider buggy? In the spider mobile. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, speed buggy meets uh, Spider-Man. Web Warriors number three also comes out from Marvel Comics. In all the rest, we have Adventure Time number 48. Archer and Armstrong. uh, What is this? It's an omnibus hardcover for 100 100 bucks. Cool. Bob's Burgers ongoing number seven, Broken Moon number four, Cage Hero number three. That's exactly what you think it is. I think I've read number one or number two. They sent that to us. It's a hero in a cage. Yeah, it's a cage fighting thing. Yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, Cave Woman Sisters of the Arena number one. Also exactly what you think it is. (laughs) Uh, Doc Savage Spider's Web number two, Evil Dead two, Cradle of the Damned number one. Let's see. Do they have... uh, no, no, no crossed books next week, Matthew. Sorry about that. Aww. They I'm do have Gold Digger 228. Ooh, I'm not saying she's a gold digger. And uh, I keep saying, telling you that's up on Comixology. I read an issue of that maybe 20 years ago. I, I've got like the first first or s- couple of trade paperbacks and r- reading through it. It's fine. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. It's good fun. And for a really indie comic, you know, you're talking about comics that last into the triple digits. For Gold Digger, yeah. a comic that has been consistently released by the creator, yeah. not going through a major publisher for 20 plus years, that that's, says that's something. That's impressive. That is. Yep. Uh, James Bond, Spectre Comics Strips uh, Collection Hardcover. That's, I'm going to guess, from Hermes Press. Uh, mm-hmm. John, John Carpenter's Asylum, number 12. Ninjak, number 11. Red Sonja, volume 3, number 1. Rowan's Ruin, number four. Mm. 
uh, Snowblind number two, The Troop number two, and Zombie Tramp versus Vamp Blade trade paperback mature readers because there is some nakedness and grossness in that. <laughs> it's a $12 collection. Some gross nakedness. Well, I mean, you know, you've got people biting other people and other things with right. blood and dismemberment and, and that kind of stuff. And also, you know, Zombie Tramp. Yes. Next week on Dueling Review... Leaving Megalopolis, Surviving Megalopolis number one, written by Gail Simone, art by Jim Calafiore. The Kickstarter phenomenon returns. Fan favorite creators Gail Simone and Jay Calafiore return to the town whose citizens are hunted, not by villains, but by the heroes. The survivors of Megalopolis reluctantly go back to the city, still under the control of formerly beloved superheroes turned brutal killers, on a rescue mission straight into the heart of madness. Get in on the ground floor of this critically acclaimed series and see what happens when the good guys go very, very bad. You can show your support for this show and everything we do at Major Spoilers by becoming a very important patron at members.majorspoilers.com. Your contribution allows us to keep the show going, pay for our growing costs, and give us motivation to produce more content for you. Thank you so much for checking out Dueling Review this week, and we're going to talk with you next time. You're going to hear Matthew say, I see pronoun trouble. This podcast is copyright 2016 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.